J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning broadcast on the 2nd of March on the 18th day in the month of uh, Adar. Here at J.M. in the A.M. Well, there have been a lot of interesting stories recently uh, regarding um, portrayal of Jews in the media. Saturday Night Live, that was an interesting one. Um, the show Nurses, that was an interesting one. And then there's a, uh, and then there's, um, some interesting stuff going on in the world of reality. I don't mean reality television. I mean the actual real world. Uh, how many of you heard about the story from the, uh, from yesterday's news about Frontier Airlines? And a uh, group of Hasidic Jews who were thrown off of a flight, ostensibly because some of the members of their party under the age of two were not wearing masks. Anyway, to uh, address some of these issues that are going on out there, uh, we have uh, Allison Josephs with us live via telephone. She hosts Jew in the City Speaks every Thursday at 10 a.m. on the Nahum Siegel Network and, of course, is well-known around the world for her work that is designated um, by the title Jew in the City. You can check out her website. It's a comprehensive look at a lot of the truths and misconceptions about Orthodox Judaism. Allison Josephs, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much. So happy to be back here. Appreciate that. Um, did you hear anything about this Frontier Airlines episode? I did. It seems like there's more bad news every day. It's kind of hard to keep up with the news cycle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. I, I think, you know, I think as Jews, we have to really, really all good citizens of the world have to look at every piece of news, uh, you know, fairly and objectively. And from looking into it, it does not seem like this uh, group of, you know, Hasidim did anything wrong. It seems like they were complying. It seems like non-Jewish passengers on the plane agreed that they were complying, other than their 18-month-old, right. um, and that they were thrown off without good cause. And that's scary. And the truth is that I work with Hasidim in our initiative, Project Makom, which helps former and questioning Hasidic Jews and Haredi Jews find their place in orthodoxy. And I can tell you right now, they are scared to fly. They're talking about this story, and they're asking each other on our chat, what airline can I go on that I won't get thrown off for looking like this? So it's a scary time to, you know, be outwardly Jewish looking. Right. The only thing I'll say, and, and I, I'm agreeing with everything you're telling us, I just want to add that um, there is also an absurdity that seems to extend beyond our community when it comes to the enforcement of uh, certain restrictions that have been uh, implemented because of covid and therefore, we've seen how uh, certain Christian groups have been uh, have been treated, and others have been treated. Uh, private homes with private gatherings that have been infiltrated by the police. We saw that video from Canada, and there are other uh, pieces of evidence as well. So, yes, I'm I'm not at all dismissing what happened to members of our community, and it should be investigated and dealt with. But it seems like this COVID situation has really brought on just some absurd behavior from those who are in the role of supervisor. True. Um, so many of us are aware of the fact that there was an absurd, well, you know what? Let's see if you agree with me, uh, a, an absurd scene in the show nurses, uh, where they were, um, uh, portraying a Hasidic family, 
uh, who it, se- it seemed were um, reluctant to accept the limb, if I have this right, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, the limb of a non-Jewish person in order to save the leg of their son. Am I right so far? Yeah, that's correct. This is this is actually the clip that we resurfaced last week. Um, this episode actually comes from a Canadian show called Nurses. NBC was low on content this year due to the pandemic, and so they acquired the show from Canada, paid for by Canadian tax dollars, apparently, from what I saw. So the show aired in February 2020. No one said a peep, and then it aired two weeks ago in the U.S. And about a week and a half ago, I started hearing some murmurings about an off-color, you know, offensive episode. But we had a lot of content that was coming up on our site, and I didn't quite have the time to sit down and watch yet another negative portrayal of Orthodox Jews. And then uh, last Erev Shabbos, an Orthodox nurse reached out to us, and she said, there's this awful episode. Our Nurses Association is talking about it. Can you do something? I had asked her if she would write it. She didn't have the time. And so on Tuesday morning... I opened up my laptop and I started watching this, and this episode was vile. I mean, not only does it have the glued on payas and the beards and, you know, everything is so serious and no one does anything but, I don't know, be serious and have no personality at all times, then the show got to the next level of uh, rejecting this goyim bone, is literally how they called it, uh, because the father was afraid it could come from an Arab or even a woman. Um, and then the, the episode just continues to hit you over the head with the fact that um, our choices are medicine or prayer. Can't believe in both, so we're obviously on team prayer, and we don't believe in medicine at all. Um, and just continue to hit us over the head with the idea that Hasidic Jews hate Gentiles and women. Um, and so we released this clip. Uh, first, I wrote a response on our website, com. Then I posted a 40-second clip onto Twitter, and from there, it blew up, Nachum. Within uh, two days, it had a million views. It was covered on basically every major news outlet. And 26 hours after I first posted that clip on Twitter, NBC announced to Hollywood Reporter that they were taking the episode off the air. And that was it. And, um, and, and, and off the air at this point means they'll never re-air it or keep it on their digital platform, right? I mean, that's basically what it they'll means. They'll never... They'll never re-air to keep it on digital platform. And I think, as far as I understand it, this has never happened before for an episode involving uh, uh, an Orthodox character. They started doing this in the past year for offensive black portrayals. I'm not sure of any other ethnicity, to be honest, has ever had an episode pulled off for offensive portrayals. So the fact that um, this is now happening with um, an Orthodox character is really a historic thing. And this is a conversation that we've been having, uh, you know, since 2007, since I launched you in the city. In fact, there was an episode on Fox 5 on um, the Mindy channel that was super offensive to Orthodox Jews. Um, and I made a video about it. It actually got to the production team of the Mindy Project, and I had a chat with uh, some of the people that made that episode. Um, but Hollywood has been really reluctant. You know, there's a lot of Jews there, so they've been really reluctant yeah. to... I was just, um, just going to say, it's likely the person you spoke to was probably Jewish. Yes, the person I spoke to yeah. was Jewish, and <laughs> the executive producer of Nurses is Jewish. Right. And I think what the challenge I think what the challenge is, is that, and I think a lot of people in the Orthodox world don't realize this, and sometimes people get kind of ticked off when I tell them, but sorry if you will be, we are not liked. We are not liked in the larger world. We are not liked by a lot of fellow Jews, unfortunately. And the reason is because we have actual problems in the community amongst our most dysfunctional and abusive 
kind, like all communities do. And then the media goes and amplifies those stories so that the world, including our fellow Jews, believe that the worst cases in our community is normative. And so that's really the challenge that we have, separating abuse and dysfunction from the norm. And also, at the same time, um, making sure that we're speaking out against our problems and looking to always improve. Well, I don't know if, the, if, if those who analyze the history of anti-Semitism would agree with you that uh, that those are the reasons that people hate us. I think there are other underlying reasons, and most of them, you know, completely, uh, you know, without founding. Um, so let me just jump in. Not anti-Semitism, anti-Orthodoxy. It's a specific type of hatred that also includes fellow Jews. In fact, it may actually be a stronger feeling among fellow Jews than non-Jews. I was raised with these feelings. Wow. Now, in all seriousness, and I'm not, I'm not challenging you. I think what you did was amazing, and I'm proud of the Jewish community and the response on social media and through whatever avenues were utilized in order to get NBC to pull the show. And and certainly, I think that's appropriate. But just you know, you you mentioned before you work with Project Macomb. It's your project, and um, and and therefore, I think you could address this. In all seriousness, you must have come across certain members of the Hasidic or post-Hasidic community who who have told you that what they portrayed on that show, and I, by the way, I would never bring this up outside of this audience, obviously. I wouldn't do this if we were on, you know, a, a secular program. But there, there have to be people who acknowledge that there are some people who who take their <laughs> dedication to the community to a very, very far extreme and sound similar to the people who were portrayed in that episode. And look, when I wrote my response, I acknowledged the fact that we have, uh, you know, unfortunately racist and sexist among our people. Um, and we obviously have to own up to that and we have to speak up against that. And we also have to think about how do we change education? How do we change messaging from within to try to, you know, um, push back at those awful ideas? I think what's important in terms of a short media representation, because every episode eventually has a, you know, Hussit episode where they represent the crazy Jew. Right. The problem is that if we only get a few minutes on TV, on a TV show, like once every couple of years, and it's always representing um, the most outrageous or negative possibility of what we could be, that leaves people with a really skewed view of who we are. Right. So first of all, don't go and invent you know, fake halachos because we don't actually have an idea of not taking an organ donation from another uh, you know, body. Right. Um, number two, if you want to make us into uh, sexist and racist occasionally, uh, yes, we do unfortunately have those people in our community, but also we have a bunch of wonderful people in our community too. So if uh, you know, a person creating a storyline wants to be fair, instead of trying to make a character you know, wholly uh, a sinner or a saint, it would probably try to come up with a complex, uh, you know, version of a human being, which is what we are. We we are human beings, and some of you know some of us are better and worse, but we are are complex. And to always sort of beat us over the head, and again, sort of the outward-looking Jewishness filled with these you know hateful ideas, it ends up being damaging. And I would argue that it actually um, incites violence against our community because. Right. When a community is othered, when a, you know, someone is dehumanized, and there's nothing that we can relate to in how they conduct themselves, how they act, you see one of those Jews now walking in the street. They're easy to identify. Boom, you know, you can go out and attack them. And that's exactly what we've seen. The right. incidence of violence is, um, is rising. But we have a part two coming up, um, Nahum, which I'm excited to talk about, and I haven't told anyone else, and I'm going to tell you right now. And part two is? 
Part two, we're actually going to 30 Rock uh, next week, God willing. Um, we are going with um, actual Hasidic characters from their shows. We're printing out life-size Hasids that they've depicted in their shows. Um, and we are challenging NBC to do better for future productions because, yes, the episode was removed. And, yes, the original production company, Entertainment One, did issue an apology. And they said that they would like to reexamine their process and learn how to learn better. Um, so now we're going to challenge them and say, good, we are here to teach you. How Take many, us up on it. How many Hasidic characters will be associated with 30 Rock? I mean, how many are there? Uh, no, no, so, uh, 30 Rockefeller Center. No, I know, but how many? The NBC headquarters. No, uh, I, I, well, I, you know, uh, we, I mean, look, there, um, NBC has had uh, several shows, you know, over the years, um, Law & Order, House, the show 30 Rock. It's really a message not just to NBC, it's a message to all the networks, because really this is a long overdue conversation, um, and what we really see was this is just sort of a point in time where someone actually listened. I do believe that the SNL moment where people were already outraged sort of geared people up for further outrage, and we're very excited that within, you know, 26 hours the episode was removed, the production company yeah. offered an apology. This has really never happened, so what we're hoping will happen now is that We'll be able to sort of use this moment of time. Additionally, there's a new understanding in the world. There's a new sensitivity about depicting minorities in sensitive ways and doing your homework. And so we're hoping to sort of capitalize on this moment to say, good, you're listening. You should not just even learn what our halachos are, but take a few minutes to get to know one of us so that you see us as a fellow human being. Because how could you possibly depict us with any sort of positivity or humanity if you don't even see us as human? Right. Understood. Yeah, I just was wondering about the <laughs> how many Jewish characters uh, could be associated with NBC, but I guess you're right. There are a lot of episodes over the years that have had Jewish characters portrayed by shows that were on uh, the network. And, uh, now and I will tell you, th this is where my opinions came from. I saw them first in TV and movies, the, you know, Orthodox Jews. And by the way, I would lump you and me with the same ones that were on TV because I could not tell the difference. And then I saw the newspaper headlines, and it was further reinforcement in my mind that these were just awful extremist people, and they were an embarrassment to me as a Jew. So there really are serious consequences to continually uh, only portraying the absolute worst imaginable scenarios and never showing someone, you know, the positive side that also exists. The Saturday Night Live thing outraged me even more, and uh, I shared with the audience what I said at the rally on Saturday night at 30 Rock, and, and the reason it outraged me even more is because it's reality. You know, one thing about the television show is you could say that, you know, it's based in fiction, hopefully at least a small, if not larger percentage of people get that, that it's a fictitious story. Uh, but here, they had the nerve, the chutzpah, uh, the outrageous... Uh, uh, a, a, a claim that Israel that takes care of its own better than anybody and Israel that takes care of everybody else better than anybody would dare hold back a uh, required vaccine for any of its citizens, Jew, Muslim, Christian, Bedouin, anybody. And it just, that, that was what, what was completely outrageous to me because, frankly, if Lorne Michaels, who's Jewish, if his parents were in an earthquake uh, and it was an internationally known episode, you know the first people that would that would volunteer to come and help his parents and everybody else who were victims would be the state of Israel. I completely agree, and it was outrageous, but I will just say one more thing about people's lack of being able to discern reality from uh, fiction. Like I said, I grew up watching these shows. You take a show like Schnitzel, which actually does show some humanity and does show some detail, one of my close friends from high school who is a Reformed Jew, and she watched me become religious. 
she, I mentioned to her that Schitzel is great, but it's a little bit, it's like a little extreme. It's not, you know, exactly what we're doing here in my community. And she said to me, that's kind of funny coming from you. Right. I said, because you think my life is like Schitzel? And she said, yeah, pretty much. And she asked me, you know, so how is it the 16-year-olds get married? So she literally thought the storyline with a 16-year-old girl getting married is a real thing. She could not distinguish the difference between my life and Schitzel. So I know it seems absurd and hard to grasp. But really, every fictional depiction of an Orthodox or Hasidic Jew on TV, there is likely a large percentage of people that is just taking that at face value and not doing any analysis beyond that. And I was one of them. So good people do it, too. Allison Joseph's Jew in the City. Finally, i got to ask you this. You, you, you do associate, as you said, uh, and try to help as many people as possible who at one time were very ensconced in the Hasidic community. And I can only imagine how bitter many of them are because, again, of the restrictions and the and the guidelines that were difficult for them and, and for a million other reasons, which we could discuss in a different conversation. But do, but do they have pride in the positive? You're, you're talking about, you know, the NBC producers uh, taking Jewish characters and at the minimum should, you know, show some real humanity and some, you know, good things about our community. Do they take pride in our community? Are they, are they completely bitter or they look back at their at the community they've left and they have some uh, good feelings about it it's a really good question look we have uh, about 230 members at this point so obviously there's different experiences for different people i would say the people that are drawn to project Mako, by and large number one have nearly all survived trauma um, and number two are coming to a place like project Mako because they are trying to repair their relationship to judaism so it's already you know a, a certain type of group that we're attracting um, but what I would say is that while some of them may, you know, hold some uh, negative feelings or really a lot of deep hurt for what they went through, there is that spark inside nearly everybody that um, does. They, they want to be on the team of the winners, essentially. They want to be with the good guys. And when we can highlight for them, also fellow Hasidim, by the way, because we profile positive Hasidic stories on Jew in the City. Right. So when they can get a chance to meet, you know, quote-unquote meet positive examples of Hasidic Jews, you know, being open-minded, you know, doing things that they hadn't heard was possible before, that actually does give them a dose of pride. And it really gives them a dose of hope that this search that they're on to sort of reconcile their relationship to Judaism uh, will come out fruitful. So, uh, yes, there is hurt that many of them hold for a very good reason. But at the same time, we are attracting a group of people that is looking to, you know, make peace and, and find a positivity in where they come from. Do you have a, a date and time for NBC, or you'll let us know? Uh, we're, we're looking towards the end of next week. We're kind of looking at the, the forecast. We have a couple of good days looking. We're seeing how quickly we can print our life-size Hasidim <laughs> in the printer. Um, and we will, we'll keep you posted on the exact date. We'll be posting it on social media um, when we have it solidified. But um, we, we are hoping we can keep this conversation going. Um, I can't tell you starting this organization on my couch in 2007 with no plan and, you know, being able to ignite this media firestorm that got NBC, the Goliath, to remove an episode within a day um, is remarkable. It feels historic. And, you know, we're going to do our best to, to keep this conversation going and let them know if you make one of our characters in your productions, call us first. We'll help you do a better job. Great job, Allison. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Everyone go to JewInTheCity.com for information and the uh, latest news regarding all of this. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, uh, with us on Thursdays at 10 a.m. with Jew in the City Speaks. Thanks so much, Allison. Thank you. Bye-bye. Five minutes before 8 o'clock. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.